The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round to recap round three preview for this week's American Express. And joining me to break it all down, it's him. It's Jonathan Coachman, the coach. What's going on, coach? I'm shaking because I just want to strangle Lotto Griffin. Come on. He's going to have the week. Apparently, there's two of my picks, but I'm doing okay because apparently everybody else in America can't pick golf uh, through the first two days either. A bit of carnage. Yeah, there was some carnage out there. We're going to get to the notables to miss the cut. But uh, if you're heading into the weekend with any semblance of of action that is still live, I think you're doing better than most, Coach, right? In me, I, no matter what show that I'm on, no matter if it's my premium picks, whatever it is that I pick, all of my matchup picks are over, win or lose. That never happens by Friday. You know, it's never that if you have eight matchups, they're all finished. But that's how volatile the first two weeks have been. And there's a couple of big names, Rick, at the top. But for the most part, there's a lot of no-name guys, with all due respect, that are in a very good position to challenge for a victory going into the final 36 holes. Absolutely. And through 36, the leader, I love to say this, is Sung J.M. It was a seven under par bogey free round of 65 here on the first cut. Coach, uh, we love Sung Jay. We, I, I personally am just loving the trajectory of this kid. Obviously, a win at the Honda Classic last year. Now looking to cash one in early in 2021. I had him all over my my cards this week. I really thought this was going to be a really good week for him. Now, of the two of us, I'm trying to figure out who actually picked him in their one-and-done league and who decided not to. But that could be Mr. Tap himself, Rick Rungood. Uh, but he really is a guy that defies all the metrics. When you play this many weeks in a row and this much, you're not supposed to, to be at the top of the leaderboard. You're not supposed to be week in and week out challenging for top tens, but that's exactly what he has done. And when you shoot a 65 and you have one bogey through two holes, or excuse me, through two rounds on these two courses, that's really doing something. When you've seen quadruples, triples, and doubles all over the joint, we talked about it, Rick, in our preview. These are the type of courses that you can shoot a 65, but you can also shoot an 81. And that's what we're seeing this week. That's right. One bogey through 36 holes. Sungjae now officially a homeowner. He's got a place in Atlanta. And, and I do wonder, and he's he's very young. We might worry about this in a couple of years, Coach. But the idea of him eating, sleeping, breathing golf, I mean, I, I wonder how long something like that can last because this guy laps the field on how many rounds of, of golf he plays on the PGA Tour, how many events he plays. You wonder how long he's going to continue to do this. The only thing that I can compare it to is back when I was in my 20s and I did pro wrestling for, for 10 years, and we were on the road 52 weeks a year. The only week we had off was Christmas, and we would still do two 
the previous week to make up for the Christmas show. And I remember I did it for about five years where I was out there. I only missed one Monday in, in 10 years, one Monday. So that's 520 Mondays. After like five years, it was enough. And that's kind of what Sunjay is projecting on. I have a feeling that after four or five years, he's going to say, as much as I love to play golf, I've got to have a life outside of this. Maybe he wants to have a family. Maybe he wants to have a relationship. Maybe, who, who knows? But you cannot continue to play 30, 35 events a year and believe that you're going to have your best golf every single week. But maybe he doesn't care about that. Maybe he cares about stacking cash, and that's okay, too. <laughs> Certainly okay by me. Sungjae Im has had two prior 36-hole leads on the PGA Tour. He finished 51st at the 2019 Honda Classic, so a, a terrible 77 on Saturday doomed him there. And then he finished T7 at Punta Cana, so if he's able to close this one out, it would be the first time he would convert one of those 36-hole leads into victory. But, Coach, I'm looking at a lot of notable names that did not make the cut, and they're not going to be hanging around for the weekend. And Brooks Kepka is the first name that pops off my board. He goes rounds of 72 71 in route to that MC and no more. We got no more answers for the questions that we have for Brooks Kepka to start off his 2021 season. Yeah. Today we got to see a lot of him on the coverage they had today and he didn't look anything but average. And I really kind of felt like that would be the case. I also thought that that Ricky would have too, but for specifically for Brooks Kepka, this was his first start of 2021. And what Brooks is going to have to realize that he no longer is that guy that we all look at and say, you know what? but he's got the four majors, so that's okay. We're now no longer, at least I'm not, and I'm on a show with you guys three days a week, and I get the feeling that a lot of other people are sick and tired of him showing up at majors but not showing up week in and week out. If you're going to be healthy and you're going to be one of the big dogs and you're going to call out the other big dog in Dustin Johnson from time to time, you've got to show up at these events and you've got to dominate, just like Rom does at times, just like Rory does, just like other guys do at certain weeks. Brooks doesn't do that. And I think we're all getting tired of hearing how great he is in the majors, but yet on a regular tour event, he can't be bothered enough to be intense enough to even make the cut. And I think that's a problem, and he needs to fix that. Yeah, I uh, not to psychoanalyze Brooks Kepka, but I believe that all that talk about you know these these regular events are a warm up, or I don't really care about them. That to me is a defense mechanism. That that's just like it. It, it only goes so you have to keep winning majors for that to be a thing. And in the history of golf, uh, it is very hard to constantly be winning major championships. So if that's the only thing that you say you care about, uh, I think eventually you're going to be in trouble. There's no question. And then when he did that Instagram live with his girlfriend, and I, I found it very difficult to pay attention to him during that, I might add. But when you're joking around that that you're kind of very Bill Belichickian in that everything you do is just to mess with fans, that everything you do is just, ah, I'm just tongue-in-cheek. Come on. That wasn't tongue-in-cheek a year ago when you said, I only practice, or you only see me play is when I practice. You weren't kidding around, but now – I think you're onto something. I think now he's realizing, wait a second, maybe my game week in and week out isn't good enough. Maybe I don't have inside of me what it takes to be a great champion. And a great champion, I just saw today, they, they put on SportsCenter on Instagram when Kobe Bryant scored 81 against mm -hmm. the – you remember that game? When he got to 50 and he got to 60, he wasn't done. He went to 70, then he went to 80. That's what great champions do. They capitalize and they entertain all of us on these random weeks in the desert. And that's what great champions do. Brooks Kepka doesn't do that. 
Sam Burns was one of the more popular fantasy options for this week. He had garnered a lot of attention in betting markets, and he goes out and, believe it or not, shoots a six-under round on Friday, a 66, and uh, still misses the cut by three shots. So that illustrates how poor his Thursday 77 was. You know, it, it's one of these funny things, Coach, when a guy's as popular in, in a lot of these markets and he, and he misses the cut, but he plays well, 11 shots better in his Friday round. It leaves me wondering and, and saying, oh, okay, I'll, I'll grab him the next time he tees it up. I'm, I'm okay to forgive that. <laughs> we were on the right guy. I had him as my number two metric this week. He was the my number two favorite selection in when I did all my handicapping. And I know a lot of other people were high on him too. There is nothing worse when you're in the world of fantasy and golf betting to see one of your best bets or one of the guys that you're highest on come out of the blocks with a 77. We knew that the cut was going to be at least three or four today. So there was no shot, well, very little shot, of him making the cut after shooting a five over 77. That is deflating when you're trying to pick these guys to do well in all the different things that we do. I take a lot of pride in it. I know that you do as well. But to your point, let's not jump off the Sam Burns train. I think he had a a one bad round and showed today the skill level uh, that he possesses. And you could argue that 77 on Thursday is him shaking off the rust from two months of inactivity, and he puts it together with a 66 on Friday and looks like the Sam Burns that we all wanted to invest in on Thursday morning. Uh, We saw something historic from Phil Mickelson, and when Phil has played as much on the PGA Tour as he has, it's hard to do things for the first time. Well, he did on Friday. Not only did he shoot an even par round of 72, Coach, he made eight consecutive pars. It is the first time in 2,201 rounds on the PGA Tour that he has made 18 straight pars. It's like the most boring Phil Mickelson round ever. But how many times do we get a chance to say made history? I, I love this job. I love getting to discuss these rounds and what different players do because every single round, you never know what you're going to see. And I guarantee you, Phil Mickelson is probably the least vanilla golfer in the history of the PGA Tour, and he would tell you that today, 18 straight pars is as vanilla as you can get. And he'll, he'd be most happy to never have that record in the history of his career. But now he can say it did happen, even though for Phil, come on, he'd rather, he'd rather have two quads and eight birdies to shoot an even par than 18 straight pars. I, I would have thought Phil would have made zero pars in a round before he made 18 pars in a round because he's that type of guy. Yeah. That's a great point. That's a great point. Looking ahead to the weekend, Coach, and we've got a ton of names stacked at the top and guys with with some pedigree. Not only Sungjae, who's currently in the lead, Tony Finau, just one shot back. Abraham Answer, just one shot back. There is a group of golfers at 10 under. There's five of them who are going to try to chase down Sungjae M this weekend. There's three more at 9 under, including a bit of a resurgence from Francesco Molinari. So looking into the weekend, it's no surprise that Sungjae is your betting favorite. He's 4-1. to one. Tony Finau, 5 and a half. Abraham answer seven and see Wu Kim rounds out the guys under 10 to one. He's eight to one. Is there anybody on this list that is going to move the needle for you? Uh, really, there's only one because as much as I love Tony Fee now, he's been in this position so many times before. He has the most top threes in the last five years on the PJ Tour, and it's not close. Uh, that's again, that's a stat you don't want to be leading in. Um, to me, answer is the only guy when I look at the top 10 to 15 names. He's really the only guy 
that in our preview show, we said, you know what? This guy finished second a year ago behind Andrew Landry, and we should be looking at him. And he's backing up that performance from a year ago. But everybody else, with the, I guess Sanjay M a little bit too, but Finau should be the guy that everybody's afraid of. The problem is he hasn't figured out how to put it together on the weekend on the mainland. He's never won a tournament in the United States. So why would we believe that he's going to do it this week? Uh, I'm here for it whenever he does it, but I don't think it's going to happen this week. And then you go on down the list. If, if, if we're playing that little how far back is too far back game that uh, we love so much, I'm looking at I think the sixes are as far back as you can go. Even though it's bunched up, there's only seven shots in between because you're looking at six or better. Rick, we're looking at, my goodness, 36 guys at six or better. So uh, I think answer is the one that sticks out to me. If you want to go back to the sevens, I think Paul Casey certainly could go low. Uh, he had a really good round today. He did it on the stadium course today, too. So they're going to be playing the stadium course uh, Saturday and Sunday. So uh, I, I think he's a guy that has the firepower uh, four back if I'm looking at it. My heart uh, says Sung Jay. If you made me make one wager – I think it. I would agree it would be answer at 7-1, to one. obviously the runner-up finish here last year, and uh, being able to be accurate but deadly a bit with his with his driver off the tee as we get to the stadium course. And I, it's a good point, Coach, because the stadium course, for the first time, I don't want to say first time ever, first time I, that, I, in, that I can remember, actually played easier than the Nicholas Tournament course on Friday. There were a lot of low scores at the stadium course. So, okay, we've already kind of uh, touched into that. How far back is too far back? The six unders would be 36 golfers, and we saw a lot of movement today. So I, I, I think we need to assess this board again after Saturday's round and then try to figure out how many of, how many guys are actually still in this thing as well. For those of you who like to play fantasy out there, if I was putting together a fantasy lineup, I wouldn't touch maybe maybe one in the top 15, but I would go to those six, sevens, and eights. And that's normally the guys that play with very little to lose. And they're like, I can, I, I'm going to jump on the train and try to catch. And yet they're also close enough that a really good round can vault them up. So we know at DraftKings, there's so many different ways, whether you do a showdown, whether you do uh, just for the round itself, so many different ways to play the fantasy. I would look in that six to eight realm and find some guys that are really hitting a well. And by the way, we're finally going to have some full numbers to handicap off of because yesterday we only had half the course that we know what their strokes gained on anything was. So they're only doing one course. So I think that's going to help us a lot over the weekend as well. Yeah, he's too far back, but just for viewing pleasure, I want to see uh, Matthew Wolf freewheel this thing on a Saturday morning after he shoots a 67 on Friday. Like, just go out there and see how crazy you can you can go there. It's, it's very dangerous when some of these guys uh, have nothing to lose out there and just try to fire at all those darts, coach. Didn't you um, have uh, a Matthew Wolf on the early edge? That was one of your to win. That's right. He was my pick to win or one of my picks to win because we allocated uh, funds a bit, which actually I'm going to be back on uh, the early edge. Your pod tomorrow morning will dish out some uh, round three matchups. So we've got a lot of good stuff coming, coach. I'm glad you got my information. I'm glad you got that. And you RSVP'd here live on the show. So thank you because we love having you on the show. You're one of our favorites. No doubt. Love it. Okay, so Coach and I and uh, I believe Mike McClure on early edge tomorrow. That'll be out in the morning. But for now. That's Jonathan Coachman. You can find him on Twitter. Go ahead, Coach. We did our very first UFC-only special episode of The Early Edge that is out right now on our feed at our YouTube channel as well. So you can check out with that. Brand new guy, Ian Parker, to Sportsline. 
So we have that out currently right now for UFC 257 tomorrow. Sorry, Boom. just want to check it out. Lots of great stuff coming from the team. Follow coach at the coach rules. Bruce Jacob, thank you very much. He's behind the glass doing all the hard work. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.